Blog Talk Radio. Huh. Welcome to In the Closet Objectivist. I have been left to do this unsupervised, so I'm going to be leaning on you guys real hard. How's everyone doing? <laughs> uh, you did good? That's, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was hoping the, uh, you guys would actually, you know, like, normally I get muted so that when I add, you know, stupid lyrics to the to the intro song, nobody can hear it and be subjected to it, but... So I purposely kept you guys unmuted doing the song just just to hear what would happen, um, and yeah, yeah, um, you guys just you well, just your light render bushel. Usually, yeah, usually it, it mutes the callers just automatically. So like only the host or or, or just like Stuart when he when he calls in, if you're on the the. Um, if you call in the way he calls in, or his is, um, he calls in a different way than than most people do. So he doesn't get muted, but everybody else will get muted. It's weird. Ah. So it's like you have to actually go in and unmute the callers as you you know as you go, because otherwise they'll just stay on, they'll stay that way. So yeah, so it's it's kind of a weird thing. So yeah, Meg uh, Meg's hosting today. So uh, I get to sit back and just kind of. <laughs> For I'm not some inexplicable reason. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, it's it's time. It's beyond time for me. I know, I know. And, uh, you guys, Corey, you've been carrying me for so long. It's it's about time I I walked in my own power yeah. for once. So I should probably um, introduce ourselves. Um, I am Dr. Van yeah. Ribbon. Um, I am one-third of an awesome team that includes Mr. Corey Baum with us today, and of course, Mr. Stuart Hayashi. Welcome, gentlemen. Aloha. Hey. Hi. Hey, aloha, Stuart. How are you doing? See, mm-hmm. see that Stuart, has, Stuart comes in really clear, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, despite his um, occasional battles with technology, he, he wins in the end. It's totally yep, worth it. Yeah, yeah. There's an echo. So, well, go ahead. There's an echo. Is there? I don't. I don't hear an echo. So maybe it's if you just sound. You miss Meg. Do you hear an echo? I don't, and I've got my headphones in, so I'm. I'm hoping okay. it's not me. Um, but uh, who knows? Uh, Again, you guys have left me unsupervised for reasons I cannot fathom. Um, yeah, so. real quick though, real quick, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, real quick though, 
you you have okay so you see the board you got you can see where all the music starts out and all that and Mm -hmm. you might want to scroll down a little bit to get an idea of where everything is at and uh because some of it is just a little off it's not it's not alphabetical order or anything so it's kind of but yeah it's yeah yeah i've been admiring the sound clips here um Speaking of which, I think we should yep. uh, we should get to the the housekeeping if you guys are amenable. Go, go for it. All right. Yeah, I'll wait. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping. She's come back in an hour. Housekeeping, you want towels? More towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. So, um, you can find us on many different platforms, not the least of which is Blog Talk. You can also find us on the TuneIn app, Stitcher, iTunes. Am I leaving anything out? We're in all the places. Just, just look for in the closet objectivist. The ironically named in the closet objectivist, and there we are. Um, it's pretty cool that, that it's pretty cool that if you just get on one, they kind of all bleed. I mean, some of them bleed together, but then you know, if you there's there's other platforms where you need to be like a little more high volume or you know what I mean, like a little at more. At least you didn't say high brow. No, not <laughs> we not try. <laughs> we try. So, yeah. I have to apologize. I was the echo. I had the window open and it was playing. <laughs> so I apologize. It was just twice the okay. goodness. No worries there. Yeah. Only you were hearing it. Too. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in addition, so before I, I, this is like you've just seen that I've got about a thirty second, second like um, attention span for housekeeping. So the only other thing I will add before I forget um, is that we are on Facebook. We have a group called In the Closet Objectivist. So come come join us and and um, shoot us your shoot us your thoughts, your ideas, um, and your love, not your hate. You can you can go as well for that. Um, I mean, yeah. you can control us if you want to, but please don't. Um, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Follow us. Um, especially, you know, so again, as you can probably tell, Corey put me in charge of this week's episode and, um, I was totally failing last night despite my best efforts. Um, so we had to make a quick schedule change and now, you know, for, for tonight only we are, um, here on Thursday night. Um, so thank you to everyone who is listening live. We really appreciate your patience. Um, and of course our yeah. beloved host, Corey and Stewart, who you know, moved heaven and earth to make it work. Um, yeah. So when we have to call an audible, you will be alerted to that fact. Um, if you, um, follow us on blog talk, which is a plus. Yep. So did I leave yeah, anything great. out? Yeah. It, um, no, I don't, I don't think you did. Um, cool. you know, we haven't, we haven't thrown a pro, uh, a shout out to our, um, uh, to our, uh, our guy who did, who uh, set us up with the, um, Objectivist 365 challenge too. Oh, we haven't yeah. talked about it in a while. So I figured we yeah, should probably, even. you know, show him some love. Yeah. 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 Um, so for those who are um, maybe new to the show, um, you might not know that um, 
this all started out as just like a Google Doc. Um, and if you're so hypothetical scenario, you're um, you're the parent to a beautiful toddler, um, and you you have therefore exponentially more reason to want to promote objectivism in the culture and create a, a rational culture in which your you and your child can thrive. Um, but even less time and money with which to do these things. It's a bit of a paradox, right? Speaking purely hypothetically. Um, so I come up with what I call the Objective 365 Challenge, where I put together just a list of all sorts of things one could do for free to promote objectivism in the culture. And they're meant to be really easy. So you, you shoot a message to um, a publication that publishes um, an ARI intellectuals article. And they are prolific writers, so you can do that a lot. Or um, tweet to Ben Shapiro to have a debate with your own Brooke, which I think would be really fruitful. Um, or, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you've if you got um, a subscription to Audible, there's all kinds of um, objectivist literature. Well, it's not really objectivist literature, but literature by objectivist authors. Um, a bunch of Ayn Rand stuff on, on there. Um, Stuff like Equal is Unfair by your own Brooke and Don Watkins. I mean, um, so, so just lots of different ideas for your own edification and for promoting objectivism in the culture, um, which was a labor of love. Um, but um, Stephen, and I am totally blanking on his last name, um, awesome Mac- guy. Macklin, I believe. Thank you. Um, made it into a website. Um, and you can even, there's even like um a place where you can offer suggestions to flesh out these ideas even more. Um, so check it out. It's super cool. And Corey is absolutely right. We should be giving him major props. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Um, and um, ARI seems really interested in, in this idea. So um, yeah, it would be cool to see what happens going forward. Um, cool. So yeah. Yeah. And I briefly, I briefly saw your, um, your, uh, what you wanted to talk about today, you know, and, and I, forgive me, I, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't do a deep dive, dive into it, but um, I, I wanted to make sure that she got to what she wanted to, to cover and um, as well. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. It, um, so I, I wish I had, you know, more to kind of flesh out. Um, to be perfectly honest, I had about 15 minutes to prepare before the show because I did three experiments today. It was um, <laughs> like coming down from an adrenaline high here. Um, well, can but, you, can uh, you tell us a little bit about what you? Can you tell yeah, us a little bit about what you did? Yeah, came up oh. from some some talks I was um, either either participating in or or um, seminars that I was. Um, taking in um, having to do with medical innovations. And of course I, I can't say a lot about what I do because it's all, um, you know, we're, we're trying to protect our intellectual property. Um, but it is, it has come up and this is going to be referenced in a public talk. So it's, it's not terribly spoilery, but um, I was listening to a talk by um, a physician who was, you know, the first, part of his talk was describing um, all these obstacles to some of the medical innovations we're, we're um, creating. 
Um, so one of the obvious ones is the FDA. And it, it's, it's amazing. I, I, you know, this is, this is really not my area of expertise dealing with the FDA. I'm not a patent lawyer. I'm not um, a regulator. I'm not any of those things. Um, I'm a scientist. Um, but, you know, we were discussing something that we were developing and, you know, it was the question of, well, is this a device or a drug? Because it has this, you know, sort of, it, it's completely groundbreaking, right? That's what innovation is. But we have to sort of fit it into one of these boxes. And if it's a drug, it's going to take forever and millions of dollars to, you know, get it to people who need it. And they desperately, desperately need it. Um, um, okay, so there's there's the FDA and all the machinations. And, of course, you know, you have to get it approved by the FDA and the IRB, and, and, you know, the FDA wants to see what the IRB is going to do. The IRB wants to see what the FDA is going to do. So they like to do this little two-step holding pattern stance, um, which is always fun. Um, you know, they even though there may be a lot of precedent for what you're doing, they could just turn around and decide that it's, no, it's a drug, not a, a device, and do we get this exemption? I could go on and on, but I don't think anybody wants me to. I think I'm <laughs> fairly well conveying that it's a little bit exhausting even to discuss what what sort of song and dance you have to do for the FDA. Leaving that aside, oh, yeah. um, there are both state and local um, regulations and licensing and um, Whew, it's just, I mean, I, you know, the talk wasn't that long ago, but I'm sort of overwhelmed by all the obstacles that I'm having trouble, like, recounting them individually. The conclusion of this portion of the talk was that the United States was not the place to, um, to test these medical innovations, which is really sad, right? I mean... To date, the United States has had the best healthcare in the world. We've led, I think the number is, and please don't quote me, I'm, I'm drawing this off the top of my head, like 80% of the medical innovations happen in the United States. And that's not going to be the case much longer, um, unless there's a radical shift in how we do things. Um, so, you know, I work for um, a company that has a lot of international tie. It was, I mean, the company itself is international. Um, so we can do things in places like um, Burma or Thailand, um, and it's a lot easier. You know, we're not just going to throw something at a sick person and hope that it helps them. That's not how we do things, right? That doesn't help us. That doesn't. You know, it may help them, but, you know, that's not a risk we're willing to take. It shouldn't be a risk that a patient is willing to take. We don't do that. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely do want to help sick people. Um, and it's, it's yeah, really too mind. bad that we have to, like, go outside our own borders. Um, you know, we're the ones generating these ideas. We're the ones doing the research. We should be, you know, our our friends and family within our own borders should be the first to benefit from our hard work, but they're not going to, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is yeah. which is really too bad. It, you know, obviously I have nothing against, you know, the Thai or the Burmese, anybody else. It's just 
you know, my, my, most of my interests lie here. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's part of the reason I go to work, you know, and it's, it's just too bad. Yeah. Um, right. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not even as well versed, you know, I'm not even going to say that as you or anything. My just a thought is let the people like you and the people who know what's going on and, and you know, know, I, I just want to. I just want to. I just want to eliminate any potential uh, uh, regulator or, or you know government government official from from doing something that you know will work for somebody, just because you know they that they haven't checked off the, the appropriate box. That's just my especially you know with my situation is I'm like, you know my doctor is great and I said to him you know. Whatever you're thinking we need to do, let's do it. Let's not worry about, you know, if I need to check off a box or uh, get a get a permission slip from somebody. Just, you know, if you think it's good, I'm going to go with you because, you know, whatever, it's, you're, you know, I've been with you for a while. So I trust you and I just, you know, and it's easier said than done, obviously, because, you know, you do have to, you know, you still have to deal with the the the, uh, the FDA and the, and, the, and the checks and balances there, but. Yeah, it, it, it's a interesting dilemma, you know. Um, I, I don't, I don't envy anybody that has to deal with the FDA or whatever. And I just want to, you know, like I, like I said, I just want the, the innovators to innovate, and I, I trust the innovators. I trust the profit motive, and I know that, you know, I might be getting off tra- off topic a little bit. I just, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to. That's why I usually say, you know, I try to say that at the end of every show is thank the uh, innovators, the producers, the, you know, rationally self-interested people, you know, that, that are out there doing it and, and, you know, um, you know, trust that they, that they, that they're in, that they have the right incentive, the, the, the right, the right way to go about things. And, and I trust them more than I do half the other people. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, um, it's, uh, there, so there are certain chronic conditions, um, that are very, very common in the United States. Like 1% of the population has them. Um, and it involves a lot of treatment, like coming in five days a week for, for months to get treated often leads to, um, to death it's it's very lethal almost as lethal as as pancreatic cancer um and it's more expensive to treat than like the top five most common cancers um oh yeah i imagine yeah and and so like you think wow if, if someone could come up with a way to make that treatment you know um less expensive or less you know what i mean like or they could do this at home instead of having to have all these doctors visits. Wow. We'd save them so much time and, you know, prevent a lot of death and a lot of, you know what I mean? Just improve the lives of the patients, the, the, the time of the doctors, you know, they could spend in other helping other people or more people. Um, we'd be saving so many people, so much money, and we'd be making buckets of money ourselves. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. know, it sounds great, right? Like that's, that's, I think what we should be going for. And 
Look, I I know I'm starting starting out the you know the the podcast on kind of a a downer note. Um, and there's more to be said. You know, for example, um, um, there's now this new treatment involving the CRISPR Cas9 system. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard about the you know CRISPR. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit, um, but and and this is way out of my depth, so I'm not going to say a whole lot about it. But you can you can use CRISPR to genetically engineer um, uh, antibodies. I believe it's antibodies. It's probably the, the um, T cells and B cells that make the antibodies. Um, well, I, I wanna, but Stuart might Stuart might have an idea kind of knowledge about that. I, I think he's talked about it before. Well, uh, well, uh, not as much as Megan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, well I was just to say that apparently there's this, there's this treatment, and and jump in if if you you know what I mean, like if you've heard of this, um, you you actually genetically engineer immune cells to create antibodies for your cancer, so it's very. Um, it's personalized medicine. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm sorry, I should Stop. say it's one example of personalized medicine. Yeah. yeah. But right now the technology is very new and very expensive. I think, you know, we're talking like five figure um, expensive, maybe six figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's new, I guess, it's, um, it's not being... I mean, I guess I'm not exactly sure what the what the holdup is, but most of this innovative treatment happens in China. Like the vast majority of it is happening in China yeah. and not in the United States. Um, well, because they have they don't have as many restrictions, and they don't have an FDA over there that you know, or, yeah. or, or another another government yeah. body that says, "No, oh, you can't, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do." And you and the people that are saying. You can't do this. You can't do that. They have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. You know, they just—they're just, they're just yeah. trying to, you know, justify their existence. You know, that's, well, that's, well, that's, that's really disturbing. Well, that a place where Chairman Miles' face is everywhere is a place where people are feared enterprise than in the land of the free. Well, yeah. We, well, um, we know that's bullshit, right? Because we're not—we're not really free, you know. Yeah, well, and it and it may be that um, I mean, who knows, right? Because it's brand new, it probably hasn't gotten codified into um, Medicare and Medicaid, and since they're the ones spending fifty percent of the healthcare dollars in the United right. States, there there may just there may be just a massive disincentive for um, insurance companies to include that in their line items. It may be that um, you know that that um, Doctors don't know how, you know, I mean, just can't really deploy this without, um, without risk of, um, I guess, reprisal of some sort. I mean, who knows? I, I don't know the situation well enough. It, it's just, you know, this, this, this treatment sounds really, really promising. It's too bad that, you know, if you want to get it, you're probably not getting it within the United States. No. Yeah, or not, you know, not for a long time, you know. You know, that, yeah. I'm telling you, I think that there is, a, there's, there's cures out there for stuff that we, that can't be, take, you know, we can't, we can't get over here. Or we can't even, 
start on over here, or you know, I'm, I I would be willing to bet you you talk to a doctor, and you talk to a good good doctor that you've been with, like my guy, I've been with for a long time, and I I'm like you know you know what you're doing, you know I bet you know what what now I'm not saying you know what a cure would be for you know a cancer, but I'm saying I bet you have a better idea of what will cure. You know, a cancer, the type of cancer you you work on or whatever. I bet you know of a more effective treatment. I bet you you know, you know what what would be better than than. But but you can't. You know, you're kind of hand tie or hamstrung, whatever you want to call it, because you know you have to go through certain checks and balances with the FDA and all this other thing. You know, all these other government bureaucrats and stuff that you can't. And then you can't even say right now because you're <clears throat> if you say something. You know, you could get in trouble for some reason, or you could lose your license. And I, I'm just—I'm not a big conspiracy guy. I, I don't—I don't believe in conspiracies and stuff like that. I'm just saying that doctors aren't able to to tell you because of all the the, the all of the little things they have to go through with the FDA and you know, all this, uh, what they think they can do. I think that I think that that's a problem. I've talked to my doctor about that, and he kind of, we kind of have this thing where he kind of winks and nods, you know, a little bit with me, because I'll be like, "This is bullshit, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean?" Yeah. So, I'm like, because I totally trust the guy, and you know, I've, <laughs> I've known him for a while and stuff, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. Sorry, I'm going on, but go. On. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I just I've got all these buttons, and no one just taught me. So of course. I'm gonna I'm gonna press button. <laughs> what button? Do you, what button? What, what is your push? Oh, hang on, hang on. Bullshit. It's Martin Lando. Oh, yeah. oh, Martin Lando. That's right. I got a few in there. I got a few in there. Yeah, believe me, I am sure. fighting the temptation to just press all of the buttons. <laughs> it it, 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 it may come to that. Yeah. There's some that I haven't. I don't think I've even pressed, or at least you know, maybe once or twice. Oh, don't tempt me, Corey. Don't do it. See if you can find. Um, see if you can find. So we've got a <laughs> caller. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it because they've been waiting very patiently. Now, caller, I, I'm just gonna now, tell now, you up front that like this is like the first time I've hosted this show. I really don't know what I'm doing. Just just be kind. Um, and be, be, ready be patient to stand with me. Uh-huh. Also, we'll see. All right, eight four seven. How's it going? Aloha, Stuart. No, well, well, I'm hi. Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. There we go. Is it, is it Vincent Price Here calling? Here we go. This is the, the black and white face with the mustache. Does sound kind of familiar. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, oh no, dropped call. Oh, too bad. I think I know who that is, but I don't want to out. Oh, well, good. I don't want to out this person. Only warming up for one Stuart here. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were another. <laughs> we get a, you know what I'm saying? Half the, well, I would say half the time or more. Well, no, half the time is pretty good because we do get some legit callers. But you know that you know half the time you don't. So that, that definitely was um, was one. But All right. Well, um, Stuart Doppelganger, I see that your call dropped. So if you want to call back, please do. 
Um, oh, oh, please don't. So we can always, can always use more Stewart or even Stewart Doppelgangers. Yeah, I mean, I like, I want to have some fun with them too, but it's like, I don't know. You better be enter- at least be entertaining. You know what I mean? I don't care if you call in. You know, at least be entertaining. Don't be a, you know, don't be boring. That's all. Yeah, do my job. <laughs> oh god, and the and the buttons are calling to me. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about something important, right? Um, yeah, we were talking about some something important. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I know I was, you know, I, I like I said, I I didn't bring this up to bring everyone down, right? This is a positive podcast. We love talking about about innovation and exciting, you know, good signs in the world. So believe me, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't bring this up to, you know, I didn't even bring it up to rag on the FDA. I definitely have my differences there, but. Well, that, that's um, okay for, yeah, I, I, I don't mind you ragging on the FDA because of you know, the fuckers <laughs> if you ask me. So, but go ahead. <laughs> um, Fuck you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank 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 you. you. know, you guys are much less under a rock than I am. I, you know, I, it's so hard for me to get, you know, get myself out of lab long enough to read the news. Um, but uh, apparently have you guys seen this? Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and um, um, J.P. Morgan have gotten together, and they are going to try to create some sort of healthcare entity for their employees. Have you guys heard about this? No. I think I might have. I think I, I think I might have, but enlighten me. Well, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm. From what I can tell, there's not a lot I can tell you yet, or really that that is known yet. So I'm looking at what is this? Healthcare finance news. Um, let's see. Quote: J.P. Morgan Chase, along with their partners Amazon and Berkshire Hathaway, recently formed a joint venture that we hope will help improve the satisfaction of our healthcare services for our employees that could be in terms of costs and outcomes and possibly help inform public policy for the country. Um, so, as, and, and again, um, I, there's, there are not a lot of specifics here. And I think at this point, the announcement is exploratory more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But um, we'll see so what it happens. might involve... Yeah, it, it might ahead, involve an expansion of, um, um, you know, a lot of employers have programs like, you know, here's, you know, there, there'll be a gym inside the building and, and maybe yeah, they'll yeah. even incentivize yeah. you like with, you know, free pink barrier or something if you go to the gym X number of times a week or at least like use your key card to get in X number of times a week. Um, yeah. You know, it, it may be that, you know, there's, there's a reminder or an incentive to get your um, regular checkups and stuff like that. Um, it's not clear exactly exactly what they're gonna do, but you can imagine like this 
this is really a, a marriage of interest, right? Employers want their employees to be healthy because, you know, healthy employees work, work better and more efficiently and um, need to take less PTO. Um, right. And, you know, um, employees usually want to be healthy. Um, and, you know, when, when I first heard about this, one of my first thoughts, and I'm sorry to bring this on back to a little bit of a downer, bear with me. Um, you know, as like healthcare shouldn't be a conflict of interest, right? Like I, I realize at this point, um, the interest, you know, health insurance, I mean like health insurance and people in or entities within healthcare, you know, they're, they're trying to appease, um, you follow Medicare guidelines and, you know, maybe scrape by without having to close their doors. Indeed. I'm, I'm, that sounds like an exaggeration, but a lot of, um, family practices and GPs, right. They're businesses, they're small businesses. And they're, a lot of them are, and this has been happening for years. It's been going out of business because it's, it's not trivial making money in the healthcare industry anymore. Or, you know, it really isn't. Um, especially when you have to follow more and more rules rather than, you know, doing what works for you, your business model and, and your customers. Um, I mean, I guess maybe not many people are sympathetic to, to physicians. I don't know why, um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's tough out there. I, I, I feel bad for anyone who's calling is medicine these days. Cause I don't know how to well, I mean, living. You know, I mean, I'm so, Hats, look, hats off to those guys. You know, I, 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 I just, whenever I, <clears throat> I have this temptation nowadays, you know, where I see like a doctor, you know, or whatever, like a doctor or a, um, someone who's in, you know, or even even a businessman, you know, you don't always know if they're, you know, a, you know, not a crony, but, you know, I want to just say thank you to those guys too, right? You know, thank you for for putting up with the crap that you got to put up with to 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 get you know your your product and your service to market and 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 to you know you know save lives and you know I just it, it, people just you know they, they have this 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 idea that people just you know they just you know they don't uh, they don't appreciate. You know the doctors. You know they don't appreciate it. They're just there, and they'll always be there. Okay, you know what I mean? And it's like that's not necessarily the case here. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. You know, I'm glad thank you do doctor, that for it. You know what I mean? Really nice. What's that? Yeah. And so I'm glad you do that, Corey. That's really nice. Yeah. No, I I try to you know I try to remember you know I, I when I go for my appointment. I, you know, as a matter of fact, I was in for my, I have, have to go in for chemo uh, twice a week or twice a, every other week I go in for my chemo. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just am in awe of the efficiency. You know, you get in there, I get in there, I get strapped in. Um, it's a pleasant experience. The people are nice. I mean, everybody, it's, it's like, it's like, it's just like going, it's like going into McDonald's and you just, the people, I mean, obviously, you know, 
the, the comp- level of competence is different. But but I'm saying like you go and you get your burger and you go you, you go in and you get your treatment and you go and it's like it's just like everybody just they're so professional, right? And not everybody at McDonald's is a professional, but but whatever. I, you you just go in there and it, you, I was just in awe. Like at my last appointment, I was sitting there and I was just you know you you can't do anything. You just sit there, you get strapped down, and you, and 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 I was just looking around at the people they wanted. They're like. Do you want me to, you know, you want us to shut the door? And I'm like, no, I want to watch you guys, you know. I just, you know, that's okay. So they left the door open, and I was watching people working and people going, you know, and and little old ladies that were coming in for their treatments and then doctors that were going. And I was just like, this is, I was just in awe and, like, how professional they were. Like, these people were just so, and and I didn't see, like, you know, a, a dour look on anybody's face and, Everybody just, you know, they they just did. It was so professional, and they, you know, they they they, you know, laughed at the patients, and they, you know, and they, you know, whatever they were there, and you know, and they they were competent and stuff like this, and I just was admiring that, you know, I just sat back and just said, this is awesome, you know, I mean, just the greatest hands. I said, just think about if I would have been in like, you know, Africa or something, you know, I'd be dead, you know, there'd be no way, you know. And I think about that, you know, I even said to my doctor, I said, hey, I go, isn't this awesome? You know, this is so great. What we're doing, where you're, where we're at. I said, imagine if there were anywhere else. If there were anywhere else, this this very well might not have been as good of an experience or, or you know, or it could have been terrible, you know, whatever. But, but Corey, because of your you, competence. Are you telling me you don't envy patients in Cuba? I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't. I sickle, and it's about how how Americans should envy Cuba when it comes to healthcare. Uh, yeah, well, oh I, my God! Yeah, who I think the hell is? <laughs> <laughs> I could not resist. I haven't played in a while. But I'll tell you what, you go, you, I hope that you guys never have to go through, you know, that stuff. But if you do have to go through something that happened, you're you're gonna just be blown away and it's only going to get better. And it, it well, I, I hope it does. I mean, it could get worse if we get too much more government involvement and, and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that people, you know, people want to live, I think for the most part, and they want to, and, and they, they're going to want if this level of, I mean, a better level even, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm totally convinced that we could have this stuff cured, you know, and, and we could, you know, a lot of a lot of problems could be eliminated if if we allowed, you know, the market to work it, itself out and stuff. So, I don't know. I just had yeah, to say that, to the, really... to the de- oh, I'm sorry, Corey. Please go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that's all I right, was just going to say. Um, I no no, you were doing great. Um, that actually reminds me. I, I meant to bring this up in the podcast. Um, I've been listening to um, a great book on Audible called The Emperor of All Maladies. And it's about um, cancer research, and um, it's—it's—I'm not going to lie; it's a—it's a really difficult listen um, because a lot of the, um, a lot of the advances, especially in the 50s and 60s, were with um, childhood leukemia, and you know, it's obviously not not fun to think about this disease in anybody, but. Just, you know, I'm, I'm envisioning these three-year-olds, right? And it's just, it's 
yeah. so hard. Thanks, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, people have been saying for for decades um, that that we were going to cure cancer, and you know, these were not stupid people, right? These were these were oncologists. Right, like they had made these amazing advances, and they thought, okay, we're just a couple of steps away. Um, I mean, it it turns out that you know, cancer is actually a big umbrella term, right? There's so many, there are as many different kinds as there are different kinds of cells in your body, and I can tell you, without being any kind right. of histologist, there are quite a few, right? You, you, you have about 10 trillion cells, well, 10 trillion cells that are you, that have got your DNA. You've got about 10 times as much that are um, microbial, um, which is a good thing. They, they do good jobs. Um, you couldn't live without them, but they don't cause cancer, in case anyone's wondering. Um, so, yeah, you've got, you got 10 trillion cells. There are quite a few different kinds, each one of which can... Um, start dividing uncontrollably and um, that mm-hmm. no wood. Um, so it's a very, no. my whole point of this like rambling digression is that um, it's, you know, these people weren't stupid for saying, Hey, we're just, we're just a, just a couple more discoveries away from curing all cancers. It's just a really big complex problem. Although to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, Corey, I agree <clears throat> if there weren't, so many obstacles at at every step of of innovation. Um, I think we'd definitely be a lot. We we would. I think we probably would have cured at least several kinds of cancer. Yeah, some. Um, I guarantee, Meg. I'm telling you, you would. You, you should go through. You should actually go through what I go. You should go into a hospital if you can. I don't know if I'll let you, whatever. But if if I could take in when, when I go in and, and, and just talk to these people and, and you know, you, you, you see, you, you, you can, you can see. Now, look, I don't know every doctor's competency or whatever, this and that, but I guarantee you that there's, that we would have real, pro, real progress, if not real solutions to a lot of our issues, just, just by letting people be free to, to do what they have to do, to do what they need to do. Because these people, they want to cure it. It's not like they don't want to cure the, the problem. They're trying, and, and we're handcuffing them. But we don't trust, we don't trust people. You know, they don't, you know, like the government just doesn't trust people to just do what they need to do because they're, you know, oh, you can't, what if you, you know, do this? It's all that. It's it's all that, man. It's, it's crazy. And, and, you know. Uh, you can you can see people do want it. People do want to find the cure, and you know they want it. They want it. People to to live on. These doctors, my doctor, he I don't know I I don't know how much he makes. I'm sure it's quite a bit. But that that's all the guy does. He I don't even know if he takes a vacation. He, very very seldom. He's there all the time, and that's all he does. Like day to day to night, and you know. He's and he's totally dedicated. He can smart as a whip, you know. And, well, obviously, but it's it's it. it I, I asked him, you know, I, I I asked him, you know, I said, I, I well, I got into the. I said, you know, hey, 
do you, you know, where are you at on, on the whole believing of, of Jesus stuff? You know what I mean? Like I wanted to, I wanted to ask him, you know, like, <laughs> personal like, question. because Sorry. yeah, yeah well, well, and I, I can see the thing is I can, I I can say stuff to him that I wouldn't say to anybody else because, Hey man, I'm the one with the cancer. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, so, and actually it's not, it's not so like, you anyway. know, like, find the silver lining there and, and you know, leverage the <laughs> hell out of it. Good for you, yeah. buddy. Yeah, well, I said, I just said, you know, I go, what do you, he's like, well, I go, because, look, and it was about, it was about, it was about the level of, of like, um, the level of respect and the level of, of, because of, I go, how, I go, because, because here, I look at you, Doc, and I see, and I just want to say thank you, and I want you to be, you know, rich beyond your, well, and he, you know, when, when you say that, they, he bristles, you know, I mean, because most people don't want, don't say, you know, we want you to be loaded. We want you to be rich. And, you know, and now, you know, because you're so successful, they, people don't look at it like they, like Ayn Rand and stuff. But um, I said, I, I just said, look, you know, I go, I, I, I don't, you know, um, I don't, I said, I just, I go, what did I say now? Damn it! I had I lost my train of thought. Um, but I, I just said, look. Well, you were asking um, him if he believed in Jesus or something. No. Well, I said, I said, okay. I go. How do you feel about these people that say, well, thank you know, thank God for you know that I got cured. I'm like, I'm like, you're the one that did it. I mean, you're the one that 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 I go. You're the one that provided the the the, the medicine and the know-how and and everything. And then you know. How does that make you feel? I did. I did ask. This is this is something. This is a few months back, but this is what I asked. So I said, you know, how does that make you feel? Well, you know, because he's like, he, and I know he he never heard that question before, and he was like, well, you know, it's. He goes, who do who who am I to say that? Maybe God did help this person, and you know, I was a conduit, or you know, and 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 I'm like, I go, okay, you know. I go, but but I just, I just want you. Uh, I just want you to know. Apropos to nothing. I just wanted I just wanted you to know, Doc, that all the credit goes to you. Everything you do, and, and I I I, I, I love what you're doing, and, and and I respect what you're doing, and you know, thank you for what you're doing, and I just want you to know, and, and I go, because look, man, I'm, I'm not a believer, but I would. I'm much more. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this. You know what I mean. So thank you, thank you, not anybody or anything else. That's, That's kind of awesome, how, how of you, Corey. Yeah. And and but, I'm but, sure but whether he, he admitted or not, he needed to hear that. And I think he, well, I hope so because. But but you know what? I he might. He, I I could tell that he had never heard that before. And then you know, on top of it, you know, these. A lot of people are like just uh, programmed into that. That somehow that they he he had to hear it, and I don't know if you know. I hope that he said, "Oh yeah, thank you." And and then also in his mind, at some point said, "Yeah, thank you know, thank me, you know, yeah." I mean, I'm out there. I you know, I, I've studied for you know whatever you know twenty thirty years, and you know. And put in all this effort, and I, you know, I didn't go to the bars. I didn't do, you know, and 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 this is where I'm at, and and you know, and I'm making a lot of money. But yeah, I mean, I deserve to. So that's just what you know. That's just what I wanted to 
kind of a, and that's, you know, and I, 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 it was really important for me to, to say that to him. And this is, you know, like I said, this is a while sure. back, but I really, I really wanted to say that to him. And I don't know, it just kind of struck me at the time. I said, and it, it, I go, I just, I resented a little bit when people give credit to a, another entity, whatever, that, you know, that when the, the real fact is you were out there busting your butt, you, you, you know, you, you skipped going to the, to the, the, the parties or whatever. And, and, and it was because of you. So that, anyway, that's, that's well, Corey, here's what I suggest. The next time someone says, thank God, you should just say, you can just call me Corey. Corey is fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. So what, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I was like so involved in your story. I, I like, I totally, it, it, it just blew everything else out of my mind. Mind is blown. Well, the thing is too, um, yeah, I, I, don't, saying, I haven't talked a lot about, well, I haven't talked a lot about my experiences with, I should get into that at some point, you know, my medical experience. Cause I kind of talked to the, you guys just off the record, off the, mm-hmm. you know, not on, but I, I think maybe I could do a show, you know, and talk about my experiences with the health healthcare, you know, industry and stuff like that. And, you know, the, I could, I could, you know, I could do that, you know, and, and, and so forth. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, give you it's, perspective. it's very, I mean, certainly the, the author of the emperor of all maladies has, has their, it, it I mean, it, it doesn't, come out real strongly, but it's clear that they do have their ideas of how um, medical medicine and particularly oncology should advance, um, which with, which with, I, I disagree um, in some respects. It's not made real explicit, so it's not like I can make a huge argument about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was notable to me that, you know, in, in the 50s and 60s, they, you know, the, I mean, childhood leukemia advances very fast. Um, it's, it's not uncommon, at least back then, it was not uncommon um, for in acute cases where there's just like no use. Well, there are all these white blood cells and not one of them is of use. Um, that kids would, you know, have, they, they might feel pretty off for months, but then all of a sudden, you know, something really bad happens. They, they go to the hospital and then within days they're, they're gone. Um, yeah. And, um, so, you know, when, when faced with, um, these, these, these poor children, um, you know, they're, they're a couple of innovators and they would just, they would just give these kids, um, um, just different chemicals, and it wasn't like throwing darts at a dartboard, right? They they had some reason for thinking um, these drugs might help. Although the first thing they ever tried, I think, was folic acid, which actually accelerated, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the leukemia. I mean, they they didn't really know what folic acid. Did. In fact, they didn't really. Yeah, they knew that antifolates, which were just coming up at this time, they discovered that that folic acid would accelerate the leukemia. They, they're just discovered antifolates, right? Um, so um, that actually 
actually worked for, for, I mean, they, it gave these kids months when they had days, which in itself mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. But my point is that they, without having really any idea how cancer worked, like at all, right, they recognized mm-hmm. that these cases were desperate, that these, that these children were going to die. Um, mm-hmm. So they could do nothing or they could do something that might not work that might, you know, turn a couple of days and, you know, turn four days into two or might turn it into mm-hmm. six yeah. months, you know, right. and, and they chose right. to, you know what I mean? To try instead of just right. doing nothing. Um, and today we, I don't think anything like that is really allowed. You know what I mean? Um, and yet these, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many advances they made in treating their patients and getting them to live longer. Um, some of them went into full remission for years without really yeah. having the faintest idea of the mode of action. You know, I mean, that's like yeah. the big thing that FDA talks about is mode of action, right? They need to know exactly how, a drug or a device is doing exactly what it's doing. These people had no clue. They just knew that, you know, their patients were definitely going to die um, <clears> unless <throat> they did something. And maybe it wouldn't work, but maybe it would. And and that's right. where a lot of these advances were made. And, and that's really, it's scary and courageous and it's not allowed anymore. And and it, that was really striking to me. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I, I don't want to editorialize much more than that, but, um, mm-hmm. that reminds me of something Wilson Great Batch said, Wilson Great Batch invented the implantable pacemaker. And he, I read this book of interviews with these different inventors. Wilson Great Batch said that if some inventor, young inventor tried to do today, what I did when I invented the implantable pacemaker, that inventor would go to jail. Government regulators have just come down hard on that young inventor. So many things I do, I did back then you know, in trying to save people's lives, they, the government considers improper and unethical. Yeah. Yeah, that's And yeah. I, like, explain this to me. Where does that come from? Like, I, I remember I was telling you guys a while ago, like, someone had asked me, so is there a cure for cancer? I'm like, you think somebody just invented this this thing that would would save millions of lives and just decided to sit on it? Like for what possible right. reason? They were like, Well, right. the right. drug companies can get more money by by having treatments instead of cures. I'm like, in what universe does that make sense? If you have a cure for mm-hmm. cancer, I promise you you will have one hundred percent market share. Tomorrow, you would be a, a quadrillionaire. Yeah. A billionaire. Yeah. You're yeah. yeah, making that, that really work. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to, and then I was like, okay, leaving aside the fact that you would be a gazillionaire, right? And you'd be saving, like, <laughs> you know, like what kind of friendless orphan would we be if we, if we mm-hmm. had no, if there was nobody we cared about um, who, you know, who, had encountered this disease at some point. I mean, every single one of us knows someone who is dead of cancer at some 
point. I mean, especially, you know, like, why would we just, like, hide that from our loved ones? Right. That's, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, obviously I'm stuttering. I'm so irritated. I'm just so horrified. Yeah. That, yeah. But people think that, um, for whatever well, reason, they think that scientists and medical innovators are just these mustache-twirling villains. And I don't know where that came it's, from. I mean... It, you know what, Meg? I know where it came from. It's it it's it, it come it comes from conspiracy theories. It comes from all that stuff that it, it, because it comes from altruism. It comes from all that because people it, it they it just comes from all that that crazy. Nobody wants to believe what's in front of them. I mean, everything. This is what happens. You know, when you start, you know, when you can't see what is, what, what A is A, you know, I, mean, I have to get back to that. A is A. It's always, you know, it's A is A. It's, that's, that's it. That's what it is. And, but people can't, they won't accept that. Does you know, that, that make sense? That, I mean. Yeah, and it really worries me because I all over Facebook I see these really paranoid memes saying, you know, you know, why why would why would these big pharmaceutical companies want to keep this thing off the market? So they want to keep you sick so they continue to make money. And of course I see the usual self proclaimed libertarians sharing these paranoid Alex Jones type memes. But to to my horror for many years a lot of I saw a lot of a whole clique of self proclaimed objectivists sharing those paranoid memes. And then linked yeah. to this really blatantly fraudulent website called Health Impact News. So no, no, don't, don't, don't go along with the, the greedy, corrupt, you know, pharmaceutical establishment. You know, just buy my coconut pill products instead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like these are really smart, high IQ people. Some who bragged to me about yeah. having PhDs in biology that were trying to sell me this quackery. I was shocked. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. I mean, we yeah, have to go back. Speaking for myself, I was I was in graduate school for six years, making less than a bus driver, just so I could keep people sick. Nope. Yeah. Not yeah, even right. close. So now, now you can get rich and rich, rip rip them off. That was your investment. <laughs> yeah, now you got Meg. Payback's a bitch, Meg. Come on. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Uh, and the show has reached a new low. all right guys well we gotta wrap up but um thank you so much for all your patience and and putting up with me (laughs) my rambling rant um i think meg i think you did great i think you did great uh you know you can definitely run the board you can definitely do this so you know next week next week i'll be back but if you want to do it Corey, by all means yeah (laughs) all right well I, I, you know, we'll, we'll come up with a happy medium, so we'll figure it out. I think, I think that's fair. No, like I said, you, you carried this show so hard, and and yeah, it's it's really not fair to you. And going to pick up the slack. Well, I like, um, I like doing it. I, I do. I just slack want, I want in this show. To, I just want everybody to crack, you know, get their crack at it, and let's have some more fun. And you know, I'll, we'll do it next week. All right. Well. All right, gentlemen, will you guys have a great week? It was lovely to talk to you. Get, get the hell out of the closet. Okay. All right. 
Take care. We'll see you. Cheers. Yeah, good premises Cheers. and good health to you. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. And you, you as well, guys. Take care. Mm-hmm. Cheers.